Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Nicole Alfonso, a therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show about how to raise emotionally healthy kids. With me today to discuss this interesting topic is Alicia Foss. Together, we want to tell you about the different ways you can help your children with their emotions. So stay with us. We've got some interesting insights for you all. Okay, Alicia, welcome to the show. I'm excited. This is our first time you and me together, but I'm excited to have you here, especially this topic. It's just so important. But before we get started, would you please tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you for having me, Nicole. So again, my name is Alicia Foss. I am a registered therapist here at Wellspring. I've been here for nearly three years. And I, I guess kind of the population I enjoy working with are parents and I enjoy doing marriage. And I also really enjoy working with teen girls. So those are the three, I guess, areas that I really enjoy working with. And so today's topic that we're gonna be talking about it's something that we discuss in great detail in my parenting group. And the parenting group is going to be starting on February 1st, which is a Tuesday. Um, and I know that Nicole is probably going to share a little bit more about that. So I really look forward to today's topic. Awesome. Awesome. Alicia, thank you. This topic is very relevant when we talk about raising emotionally healthy kids, especially since we've all experienced such vast amount of emotions in the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And our kids are no different. Um, they've obviously also experienced lots of, I, I think I would dare to say many more emotions that they would have experienced if we were living the normal life that we knew <laughs> um, because of the pandemic, you know? And so Alicia, let's start off by uh, talking about why it's so important to help our kids become emotionally healthy as they grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great starting point, Nicole. So I, I have a few areas to talk about with that. And so the first thing is, is as our kids grow and as, you know, kind of as babies and then as toddlers and then, you know, an elementary age, mid-school, high school. So each stage our kids go through, they're developing different emotions. They're understanding their emotions more, right? You know, so we all know that when we have that toddler and it's time to leave the park, what happens? They mm -hmm. have a meltdown, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're mm -hmm. thinking in their head, I don't want to leave the park. This is a lot more fun than to get in the car with mom, dad, or grandma, right? This is a lot more fun. And so what do they do? They have that meltdown and they may scream. They may throw themselves on the ground. And so, so seeing that, that's their way because they don't understand what's going on. They just know that they feel sad or maybe they feel frustrated or even angry that they have to leave. And so if we as parents don't really take those opportunities to start teaching them how to, to regulate that emotion or what to do, then we have kids that maybe don't have the tantrum where they're like screaming, or maybe we do have some kids that scream, but they may not throw themselves on the ground. Um, so, so it's so important for us is because we want to take that toddler that is having a tough time and we want to give them the words. We want to help mm. them name that emotion. And as they grow into the elementary years and mid school and high school, we want to help them name even more and more emotions as they develop, as their brain develops, as they develop. Mm -hmm. Because as we do that, we are giving our kids confidence we're helping them to lead a more fulfilling life. We're helping them to feel happier inside. We're helping them to say that you are worthy and that you matter because all of you matters. Every emotion in there matters. It matters to God. It matters to you as a parent or a caregiver. It matters to your teachers. 
So that's that's really why is is it saying that you matter. And when you say that you matter, that is going to affect them in so many different areas and avenues of their life and so many different relationships. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes as as a mom, I I find myself not maybe um validating right or or like acknowledging wow you know you're having feelings and it's okay to have the feelings and mm-hmm. i need to be okay with that right and i need to just be sit pre- and be present with it because it's actually healthy for you to have those feelings right even Absolutely. as a cl- as a clinician you know it's like <laughs> you know it's hard but yeah it's it's important because we are um exp- you know sh- telling our kids this part of you is important. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Yeah. And when you do that, Nicole, when you say that this part of you matters, you're really saying that I fully accept you. I'm giving you that unconditional care. I'm giving you the unconditional love. And so, you know, when we think of that unconditional love, a lot of times we think about it in a marital or in a romantic relationship where of course, yes, of course, but that unconditional love too really needs to pour out with our kids. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that's, you know, important for us to think about what you said, Nicole, is that that part matters. Mm -hmm. And I have that unconditional care for you. And that what you're feeling matters. And we're going to get more into that, but we as parents may not always agree with what they're feeling and that's okay. We don't mm-hmm. have to agree with what they're feeling, right? Maybe we may think, well, if that happened to me, that I wouldn't feel that way. And that's okay. But when we, um, you know, kind of make it minimize that emotion or don't validate that emotion, then we're saying you don't know how to manage your emotions. And that, that really can become kind of dangerous with mm. then they think they don't know how to regulate or they don't know what to feel. And so they're questioning where that affects their confidence. And so, um, and I love what you said about accepting. Yeah. All of, you know, accepting all, all parts of your kids, but specifically when you acknowledge to your child that this part of you is okay then they probably can bounce back even quicker because now you're just like oh okay so I'm okay like it's okay you know like and then you you work through those feelings and then you know like we like to say let them come and they will go right and eventually you're okay you know yeah absolutely Nicole yes awesome thank you Alicia so um let's see how can parents help kids develop emotionally and connect to their emotions? So we talked about how important it is. It's important because it's about accepting your whole self, right? But what about like, what are some things we can do practically? Like what, tell us about that as parents. Sometimes we're just kind of going, 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 and we're not acknowledging that there's moments that we could actually teach some things or acknowledge some things in, in what our kids are going through. Yeah, that's an excellent question. And so one thing that I always ha- encourage parents to do um, is, is to, to get books, okay? And so, yes, when we have older kids, they may not love reading the books on this. So maybe this may speak to younger, okay? So if you have younger kids, maybe, you know, nine, 10 and under, getting books that talk about feelings. These books that you can get really help, right, to, 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 for your child to understand how can I name that emotion? How can I understand that emotion? And it's okay. These books really do a beautiful job at saying, you know what, that 
most people will feel this emotion. Maybe they don't talk about it, but this is what you can do. When you feel this emotion, these are some different resources that you can do. So when you feel angry, right? Cause we all feel angry. Every person at different times, they feel angry. And if they really, as, as younger children don't know what to do, what do they tend to do? They tend to lash out. They tend to hit mm-hmm throw things right because they don't know what to do they have these feelings and so these books that you can get and you can read um you know and they're and they're really simple they're calling you know name that feeling right so you can get these books and they they kind of talk about how how to um what to do when you feel angry or what to do when you feel sad and they give the kid they kind of guide the kids through it and they validate the kids so that's a really great thing to do is to get books Um, But if you have older kids, you know, such as myself, I have older kids, you know, mid school and high school, one thing to do with them just, you know, one thing there, you know, many things we can do is one thing to do is, is at the dinner table, if you're if you sit down as a family at the dinner table is maybe to say what was your high and low of the day and that normally will bring out an emotion. So what was your high of the day, my high was getting you know a 96 on my geometry test. Oh, that's great. How did you feel. Right. How did that make you feel? What was your low? Oh, my low was when I got, you know, a 45 on my literature test. Well, how do you feel? Right. Um, And as parents, I always encourage when they say that low. And so say maybe the low could be, you know, something, you know, such as, you know, failing a test or maybe doing something. I always say, allow that emotion to be there, right? Don't worry about the discipline yet. Allow Mm. the emotion to be there because that's what we want. We want our kids to say, hey, mom, dad, I failed that literature test. I forgot to study or you know what? I didn't do it and I'm I'm really upset. Allow that emotion to be there. Allow your child and for you to help process through, then deal with the discipline at a later time if needed. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Those are good. So I have to say here that, you know, in my, in my home feelings are good. You know, I'm always like, let, you know, it's good to have feelings and all that. Um, But um, I can see how parents, some parents have never talked about feelings before because, you know, it's like, we're not taught how to do that. We're not. So this is really great as far as the books are concerned, even for parents to um, start connecting to their, even their own emotions or whatever's happening to them. Um, but I, I feel like saying this is a part of our children's lives that we really do need to invest in. Mm. It's the time in our life, in our culture, in our society, where we have to pay attention to this, right? Because what's happening is that kids are not learning how to manage emotions. They're, you know, numbing them. They are looking for other ways out to not feel their feelings and they're most of the time destructive. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? So this Absolutely. is really important. You know, uh, it might sound petty in a way to like get a book about feelings. It's not, it's really important. You are growing a child to become an adult that can manage its own emotions, right? Their own emotions. Um, and so it's, it's, it's an area where we must invest in as parents, right? Absolutely. Alicia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, what you said is absolutely correct. Yeah. And, you know, as therapists, as Nicole and I would see is that if, if people, so when we go into a classroom in kindergarten, what do we see? We see the alphabet, we see the shapes, and that is so important. Mm. All those things, of course, our kids academic, our kids physical, of course, that's equally that that's important. But if we, you know, 
they've done so many studies and where they have said, if, if we started teaching our kids our emotions as early as the toddler years, right? And in through the elementary years, we would see kids that were doing better academically because we know our emotions are directly linked to our academics and to our physical and into every area of our life. And so getting that book or, or allowing our kids to be able to talk about their highs and their lows mm. is really creating a whole child that is healthy, whole, whole. Mm, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. And so it really, it really does. And so, and then when we give our kids a safe place to say, Hey mom, I, I, you know, I did this or Hey dad or grandma or aunt or uncle, whoever I did this. And we give them a safe place to be able to process that we then are able to help them have a healthy perspective on that, you know, mm. because Nicole would probably say this too. You know, we, we see, you know, teens, especially girls, you know, just because girls feel their feelings more, that's just the way it is. It's the way God made them. And girls, a lot of times they'll think, you know, if, if my best friend doesn't text me back, or if my best friend, friend doesn't respond to me, you know, it's the end of the world. And so when our, when our teens or our kids share an emotion, then we can help them have a healthy perspective mm, on that, right? So they yes. don't do what Nicole just said, where they don't go off and vape or, or cut, right? Mm-hmm. Doing, opening up that door for I, our kids to talk about their emotions, as Nicole just said, it's, it's giving us as, as caregivers, the ability to be able to help talk about it, name that emotion that have a healthy perspective on that. And then probably one of the most important is know how to resource, meaning know how to handle that, right? Yes. Okay, if my friend doesn't write me back, that hurts. But what can I do now so I don't allow that emotion to eat at me? Mm, yes. I have the blessing to be able to do that. Beautifully yeah. said, Alicia. Thank you. Okay, guys, we're going to take a short break to thank one of our sponsors who makes the production of our podcast possible. When we come back, we'll hear more from Alicia about how to manage emotions and how to help our kids manage their emotions. And of course, what the Bible says all about that. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Nicole Alfonso. If you are just joining our show, our topic today is how to raise emotionally healthy kids. So far today, we've talked about why is raising emotionally healthy kids important and some things we can do as parents to help this process. So if you joined us late, you can find us on our favorite podcast channel on Wellspring on the Air or on our website blog page at wellspringmiami.org. Just search for this topic, which is how to raise emotionally healthy kids. All right. As we continue, Alicia, we live in a society that oftentimes shuts down emotions. Okay, we just kind of shut them down and keep going. Um, Obviously, the pandemic has actually helped in this area. I think it's helped us to be more uh, welcoming of others' emotions because it has been so hard for for so many of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But we always like to talk about how the Bible supports the topic that we bring. So, Mm. Alicia, how does a Bible, what does a Bible tell us about emotions? Yeah, that is such a great thing. And that's something I like to say is that we see back in Genesis all the way through Revelation, all 66 books has emotions in there, right? Mm, And so every, it has emotions, you know, as we know with David, he would have sorrow and then joy in the morning. We know with Cain, he killed his brother Abel. Why? Because he was filled with rage and anger, right? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't know how to manage his emotion, right? So we see that we even see that Jesus wept, 
you know, so that's emotion. So we see emotion throughout the Bible. And so one thing I like to say is that, um, you know, one little one verse I'd like to point to is in Philippians four, six and seven, where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, lift up your requests to the Lord. And so what does that show us? It's okay. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I have an emotion. I communicate that. I give that. I talk about it. I talk about it with, with God. I bring it to him. Mm. Right. And so that's kind of everything that Nicole and I've been talking about up to now is talking to our children, talking, even ourselves as adults, talking about our emotions with somebody or yes. in prayer. Right. And mm -hmm. so and so, and what is, and that verse goes on in Philippians 4, 7, it talks about, and then the peace of God will rule in your heart. And so, because why? Because we felt anxious. We lifted that request up to God. We prayed about it. We, we shared it with God in prayer, you know, talk about prayer. And then what happens? And then the peace of God rules in our heart. So yeah, the Bible talks about emotions and it talks about how, God made our emotions, you know, God made our emotions, everything we feel and it's okay to feel angry. It's mm. okay. But what do we do with that anger? That's the, that's the yes. thing we do. Right. And so in that, that verse is really about releasing, right? Like letting it go, like, right. like giving it words, like, like speaking it out. Right. And so part of that makes me feel like we it's like tears like they're there for a reason they have to come out right and there's such relief at the end of that it's it's a relief when we um share these feelings when we share these emotions um we're not alone in them anymore somebody's taking care of us right. with it right um and so that that is is essential i think a lot of people keep their emotions binded inside right? They, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to, they, and when you don't talk about it, you don't even know really what's happening. There's, there's a thing in talking about it that makes you actually see it maybe differently, recognize it um, in a way that you didn't know, right? There, there's like a, a therapeutic process in there. Yes. Um, when you speak your emotions, when you talk about these things um, with other people, yeah, that's, that's so right, you know, Nicole. And so when we look at throughout the Bible, we see emotions, it really does give us an example ourselves as parents or as caregivers about what we can do. And so when we create that safe place, because Lord willing that you have it, that safe relationship with God, where you know that I can lift everything up to him. Right. And that's how we want to be as parents or as caregivers to our kids as we want to say, as God has created you and as God has made you and God gave you those emotions as a caregiver, as a parent, I want to help my child guide through that. And then, you know, one thing is, is creating empathy. And so showing our kids empathy, you know, empathy and sympathy are similar, but different, you know, empathy is really validating and saying, I care wholly what you're saying. I don't want to put my opinion on you. I don't want to put my judgment on you. I care for you and what you have to say. And that's really what I had talked about before is then creating that atmosphere where your kids can share, then you can have the healthy perspective, and then you can have the healthy 
resource of knowing what I can do as I've worked through that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we look at, you know, again, I'm bringing up Cain and Abel is, you know, when Cain killed Abel, right. He was filled with anger. He was filled with rage. You know, he went, you know, killed his brother. And so we see that anger is real. We see that it's real. And we want to say to our children, it's okay to be angry, but we don't want you to live in that anger. We don't Mm -hmm. want them to kind of hang out inside of there. We want to help you work through that process through that and have a healthy understanding of what you can do with that feeling or yes mm-hmm. and releasing it right because Absolutely. and that's one something we do a lot in our camp is that we we yes. validate we acknowledge that feelings are okay we are you know we don't say to kids that you shouldn't feel that way that shouldn't be no and when there's anger there's there's a reason for it and we actually say it's okay to feel angry mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, I think that's really important because sometimes we as parents, we get really kind of rattled up when we see like our kids getting angry when, you know, it's okay. It's okay. They have to, there's a reason for it and it, there's an action they need to take to help with that anger. Um, and of course, that's where we kind of come in and, and we can guide them and to give them some options, right? Um, yes. That yes. That they might not come up with themselves, but we can help and that's the books also help with the these are some things you could do something you know we have that the potato wall in our camp that you know kids can put something in the potato write something down in the potato and throw the potato against the wall um we have a, a balloon pop activity and these are just things you can do that are that are not hurting anybody right because that's huge and that's key um but that they're still helping to release that anger absolutely um, and that is so important nicole is and again as Nicole said, we want to give our kids resources, right? Mm -hmm. To do these things in a healthy way, in a safe way. But in order to get there, we need to have that relationship. And really that is what it comes down to is creating that healthy parent, child, caregiver, child relationship where our kids can come to us and say, I feel angry or I feel hurt. And, you know, as Nicole said, we we want to encourage parents to, to, to validate And, you know, and it's a hard thing because if we're not validated ourselves, right? So sometimes we weren't raised with validation or sometimes we didn't, we don't know that. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. You know, as, as parenting, it really is a process, you know, it's not perfection. And that's something I say in my parenting group is we're we're not perfect. We're going to mess up. And that's okay. That's okay to mess Uh up. That's all right. That's part of life. But we want to keep understanding that when we mess up, we want to apologize to our kids to, to say to them, you know, I'm sorry. And to move on from that and just continue to create that safe place where there is empathy in that relationship, where there's a safe place to share their feelings, where there is respect. And that's another thing is showing our kids respect for who they are and their feelings as well. Mm. So um, in wrapping up here with this, the Bible piece of, and what the Bible says about emotions, I just think about Jesus and how all the emotions he had at different times um, in his life and how he always went to God with those emotions. Right. And and he talked to him and he pleaded with him and he, Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just an example of not only going obviously to God, but going to other people, going to your support system. Right. And we are our kids, number one support system. Mm -hmm. Um, and they want us to be there. They want our teens want parents to be their number one support system. Um, obviously they have their friends and they go talk to their friends, but there's a trust in us that is way greater than it is for friends. And we have to, 
you know, take responsibility for that and do what we're meant to do with that um, trust, which is guide them, help them validate, listen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, okay, great, awesome. So we'll wrap up that section. Did you want to add something, Alicia? No, that was perfect. I think what you said is great is that our, our kids do want us, as Nicole just said, and that's really right on is so, you know, kids want their parents to, to listen to them. They do, they crave that. Mm-hmm. And again, if you, you know, maybe haven't been the best at listening, that's okay. It just starts off with little steps, you know, creating more of that atmosphere where you can listen to your kids, but yeah. right. On. Yeah. And acknowledging it. Hey, you know, I'm really sorry that I've been so busy that I haven't stopped to to listen or, or given you more time, I'm, I'm going to make an effort to do better at that. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're, you're just obviously humbling and, and saying to your kids, we make mistakes. It's okay. We can start again. We can do it. You know, we can do a do over. We can do better. Okay. Alicia, it's that time as we close out mm-hmm. where you're going to tell us and gives us the gems of resources out there to help us yeah. continue this process as parents yeah. um, of just healthy emotional growth within uh, our kids. But also I want to say within ourselves, because oftentimes we ourselves are somewhat disconnected from our own feelings because we're just kind of doing, 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 doing life, going here, doing there, responsibilities. So if you could also add to those resources, something for parents to be connected to their own emotions, because we could better understand others' emotions when we can connect to ours. Absolutely, Nicole. Yeah. And so the first thing that I'm going to say is the book that we do in our parenting group. Now, this book, it's called Are My Kids on Track by Sissy Goff. Okay. The, 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 this book really, it, so Nicole and I today talked about our kids' emotional health and Nicole and I are going to continue talking again over doing a few more together on our kids' social and our kids' spiritual health. So Nicole and I will do a few more together, which I'm excited about, but this book really talks about the 12 milestones, the 12 milestones that as parents, we should be encouraging our kids to reach. And what I love about it is it talks about the four milestones of um, emotional, the four milestones of social, and the four milestones of spiritual. But what it does is it it breaks it up into boys and girls. And so these Mm. are the struggles girls may have at reaching these emotional milestones. And it talks about those. And then it gives you as a parent, the tools and the building blocks to get there. So for girls, girls really struggle one. I'm going to just say this really quickly. Girls really struggle with perfectionism. Girls want to please, they want to be perfect. And so that can be really hard emotionally for them to to share their feelings because they're like, wait, I may offend, I may, I may offend my mom or dad, or I may upset them. They may not think I'm perfect. So I may not do that. Right. And so within this book, the author, she will talk about how you can overcome that with your daughter. Okay. So it's a great book. And it really does also talk about, you know, it talks about raising your children, but it also really can really relate to you in other relationships as well. So that's the first book that, that I would encourage is are my kids on track on also another book that is great that Sissy Goth um, the author also for is the back door to your teen's heart. This book does a beautiful job at understanding how kids 
um, really, you know, it is a confusing time and understanding how we can still connect with our kids. She gives you beautiful tools to understand how you still can connect through those really kind of difficult years of the teen years for boys and girls. So she does a great job of giving you tools, practical ideas and understanding. So that's that. And then for as, as parents, as I know, Nicole had asked that is, you know, two things that I would encourage is all the feels by Elizabeth Thompson. All the feels is, is understanding that we can feel as adults, we have all these feelings. And if we haven't, you know, understood there are feelings or we don't know how to navigate, she really talks you through that and how you can navigate, which is a beautiful. And then if you're looking more for like a workbook, it's the, the emotional storm by uh, Sherry Van. And the emotional storm, she talks about, um, excuse me, it's called calming the emotional storm, excuse me, calming the emotional storm. And so how when we're, you know, we have emotions as adults in life and we just been through a pandemic and how can we handle those emotions when they come? So as Nicole said, I think it's great if you, you know, any of these resources, I, I you know, pray would bless you and help. Thank you, Alicia, for joining us today. Stay tuned for two other shows about how to raise socially healthy kids and spiritually healthy kids. We hope you learned how to welcome emotions and accept and support your kids through them. And thank you for joining our show today. Again, if you joined this program midstream, you can find this show and others on podcast at Wellspring on the Air or on our blog on wellspringmiami.org. The title of today's show, again, was How to Raise Emotionally Healthy Kids. Encourage us and let us know you're listening by sending comments or questions to on the air at wellspringmiami.org. It's time to wrap up. This is Nicole Alfonso with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter.